So recently, as I've been scrolling around social media, I've seen this thought a couple times and I wanted to share it. Um, It basically is like Sarah wanted a baby, but God wanted to birth a nation. Have you seen this? Pretty much they all say Sarah wanted just a baby, but God wanted to birth a nation. So, you know, I just really started thinking and asking the Lord, why is it that we dream so small? Why does this coping mechanism of dreaming small happen? Like, why is that offered to us? Why do we cling to it? And what does it actually do to our lives? And how can we actually become the bigger dreamer that God designed us to be so we can see the fullness of his promise and blessing manifest in our lives and in the earth? Those are the questions that I want to address today. So if you're ready to get into it, I want you to grab your Bible, your journal, and a pen, and let's go. Well, hey there, and welcome back to the Position of Prosper podcast. I'm your host, Erica Pyle. And on today's kind of shorty little episode, I want to talk about the fact that you can dream bigger. I want to really um, put this here as an encouragement to you that you can be dreaming bigger. So I'm going to try to keep it short and to the point so that this can really just be an encouragement that helps you to get out there and do the dang thing, girl, like go dream bigger. All right. So the question on the table is, why do we dream small? Well, I think, you know, I want to bring four different reasons for why we do it. The first one being we're afraid of the cost. We're afraid of what it's going to cost us to dream big, because in our minds, for some reason, we think that if we dream big, it means that it's going to require a lot more out of us or that we're going to have to reach for things that we don't have access to. So we are afraid that it's going to cost us something big and we don't have it. And that's just not a biblical thought. It's just not a true thought to be engaging with because the reality is if God has given you a dream, he will also give you the resource to be able to walk it out. Another reason that I think we dream small is because we don't want to be disappointed you know, it's, it's, there's this thing in us that's like, oh, what if I do it? What if I put in all the effort? What if I, what if I risk? What if I sacrifice and it doesn't work out? But, you know, in that instance, you've got to remember that we're here to bring the kingdom. We're here to glorify God, to worship him, to bring the kingdom. And we are ambassadors for him. And so if he's telling us to do something and if he's putting a big dream into us, it behooves us to actually download that dream and to get excited and to have hope and faith for what's possible. And so, we just have to like nip that in the bud that you, we just, it's just a decision. You have to say, you know what? I'm not going to let disappointment push me back. I'm not going to let disappointment be the thing that, um, keeps me from dreaming big. And I hope that you have good friends, good, solid community around you that when you start talking small and when you start talking about limiting, um, your dreams and, and making yourself smaller, I really hope that you have community around you that speak truth and life to you and remind you that it's time to go big, that this is the moment because it really relies on God and not on you. All right. And also just remembering last thing on that disappointment thing, you know, your best indicator of your future isn't what happened to you in the past. It's what God says. And so if you are limiting your dreaming because you're afraid of being disappointed, then here's the reality. You may be resisting what God is trying to show you and what he wants to say to you about what he wants to do in the future. And thereby, thereby, here's the little bonk. Here's the little boop, boop. It's your own fault. It's your own fault if you're not getting a better outcome because you're not receiving the bigness of the of the vision and of the dream that God wants to put on the inside of you and put through you. Just think about that concept of Sarah and 
and God wanting to birth a nation through her. She was just so concerned about this one little kid and she did some really, you know, interesting things to get there when in reality, God's like, no, it's so much bigger. And so if she would have uh, put the disappointment aside, um, she could have maybe seen that a little better. Number three, we don't want to be laughed at. You know, I can imagine that there was a point where Sarah was like, look, I mean, she laughed at God, right? She laughed when it was like, you're gonna, you're gonna have a baby. And, uh, and she was like 99. And she just was like, no, that's just stupid. But more than that, we're afraid that people are going to laugh at us. And so sometimes we resist, you know, dreaming big, because if we share the bigness that God has shown to us, we're like, people are going to laugh at us, they're going to leave us, they're going to, you know, they're going to say negative things, they're going to cut me down. And so we just stay small. And then the last one is, I mean, I've already kind of said it, but we believe statistics in our past more than we believe God at his word. And I've got to tell you that, listen to me, that's a bad situation to be in. You do not want to have a lifestyle that is set by that cadence. You don't want to be thinking, well, you know what, I'm going to believe in pragmatism and practicality more than I'm going to believe in what God has said. We are believers and we walk by faith and not by sight. And so when you settle the issue and you decide, you know what, I don't care what's happened in the past. I don't care what's happening right now. If God said that that's what's going to happen, if he's showing me that this is what it's going to look like, then I'm on board and I'm making a decision that I'm going to move forward in faith. I walk by faith and not by sight. So I think those are four reasons why we tend to dream small. Now, what's the cost of dreaming small? Um, it's, it's not pretty friend. It's really not. You know, when we dream small, we will wind up with only what we can achieve in our own strength, energy, and capacity. And that is is tiring and stressful. I know we think like, ooh, I'm gonna dream small because then if I feel like I can achieve it, then I'm gonna be better. But here's the deal. We are not designed to do life on our own. We're not designed to do things out of our own power. We're designed to do things in the power of the spirit. And in order to do that, like you have to have the, the you know, like the building plans, the architectural design on board and online so that the spirit can be like, okay, that's what we're doing. If you're not aligned with the dream that God has for you, the vision that God has for you, the purpose that God has for you, then it's going to be really hard to move in the spirit. Because quite frankly, if you're working on a smaller vision, you're out of order. And it, it listen, it can border on and it can be in the territory of sin. So I just want to call you out on that. I call myself out on that. And I ask people that are around my life to call me out on that. Because while we're trying to keep ourselves safe and dream smaller because it seems more attainable, right, we're winding up with something that, you know, we think we can only achieve in our own strength, energy or capacity. But honestly, it's tiring us out and stressing us out because we have to do it in our own strength and our own power. And we were never designed to do that. So that's a cost of dreaming small. Another cost of dreaming small is that we sacrifice the ability to fully glorify and honor God because he isn't in that thing that you're building. He's not in it. (laughs) If you're building something other than what God is giving you, then you're wasting your time and he's not in it and he's not going to get the glory. You know, I read this book by Brian Johnson out of Bethel a few years ago after he had a nervous breakdown, after he had um, a bout of anxiety and panic attacks, and he was trying to get out of that. And one of the most um, impactful passages in the book, he talks about, I'm thankful for this because it taught me that it was in this place that all I had was God. And I realized that that was the best place to be. It's the safest place to be is where God is because 
that's where we live and move and have our being. That's our hope. That is our all in all. And so, you know, when we are dreaming small, then God can't fit in those boxes. He can't fit in those dreams. God is so much bigger. And so when you're doing something that you can only do in your own strength, energy, and capacity, and you're playing small, then God isn't in it. And he's not going to get glory and he's not going to get honor. So start dreaming bigger is the punchline there, right? Another reason or another cost of dreaming small is that we never get the opportunity to see God move big. And so because of that, we don't get a testimony of what God can do, and then we can't share the testimony of what God has done. And so we're not really great ambassadors for Christ because we're just walking around like having the same experience as everybody else. Like everybody else is trying to figure stuff out. Everybody else is trying to do the best they can with what they have in the natural, right? What makes us different as followers of Christ? Well, it would be faith. It would be believing God at his word and moving in accordance with it in obedience and trusting him and seeing different outcomes, seeing a different experience. And then because of that, then we have this testimony and we can share the story of what God has done in our lives. You know, and pride can get in and it can be like, no, I want to, I want to tell everyone what I did. And that's, that's a little side road as well. But I would say to you, look, if you stay focused on wanting to glorify God, on wanting to make him famous, on wanting to um, reconcile more hearts to the heart of God, and you want to help um, God in the endeavor of building and bringing the kingdom, then you know that you've got to dream big. And so, you know, it's, it's part of the cost of that is taking on that opportunity of seeing God move big. Is there risk that he won't move in the way that you want him to? Absolutely. A thousand percent. Is there risk in the fact that he may not move as quickly as you want him to? A thousand percent. But that is worth it if you are in alignment with God and you're bringing the kingdom with him and you're bringing him glory. Amen. And then another cost of dreaming small, I think is just, um, you know, it's, it's like a virus. And so if you keep on dreaming small, you're, you're setting your capacity and you'll just always live a small life. And I don't know about you, but like one of my biggest like fears in life is that I'll get to the end of my life and I won't have done the fullness of what God called me to. And I won't, I won't have played leaving it all on the field and I won't have gotten him all the glory. I tell my church a lot of times, like I'm playing for all the crowns because if you look in the Bible, what it says is that when we get these crowns, there are, I think it's eight different crowns. I did a teaching on it in conference in our last Revive Woman conference, but um, there are multiple crowns that you can earn that you can get in life that you can be awarded. and But the purpose of these crowns is that when we get to heaven, we're going to cast the crowns at the feet of Jesus as worship. And so for me, I'm like, I want all the crowns. I will be so competitive with you over the crowns because it's worship. And I want I want to have all the worship to give Jesus when when I meet him and when I get there. And so, you know, part of the cost of dreaming small is that you may have less crowns to be able to cast as worship at your Lord and Savior. And I just want to encourage you, get all the crowns, got to catch them all, got to earn them all, got to get all the rewarded crowns. Okay. Uh, so finally, how can we dream bigger? So if you if you're like me, and you're like, Oh, you know, I get it now. I see why I'm dreaming small and I don't like the cost of dreaming small. So I want to dream bigger. How can I dream bigger? Well, let me give it to you in the format of something I call the three R's of reconciliation. Okay. Anytime you want to reconcile your heart to the heart of God, your mind to the mind of Christ, your spirit to the spirit of God, anytime you want to 
reconcile yourself to the will of God, the ways of God, the word of God, you can use these three R's, okay? And the first one is recognize your responsibility. It's kind of like a double R. I should have like put it to the second power. Um, So the first one is recognize your responsibility in the matter. Number two, repent. And number three, renewed mind. So what does that mean when it comes to dreaming bigger? Well, first off, you've got to recognize your responsibility, your part in dreaming. Like God made us to dream. He made us. He gave us an imagination. He gave us a connection to him by his spirit. And we have this ability in ourselves to dream, to receive revelation from him and wisdom and to be able to see what he wants to do. Okay, we are a prophetic people. And so he puts this dream into us. And so it is our responsibility to receive from God. That is our part in the dreaming big. Are you willing to take on the big dream, regardless of the fact that you're afraid of the cost or that you don't want to be disappointed or that you don't want to be laughed at or that you are believing your past more than you're believing what God says? You have to push that all aside and realize and recognize your responsibility to dream big with God. That's number one. Number two, repent. If you've been believing those lies about, oh, people are going to laugh at me and that's more important than dreaming big with God. Or, oh, you know what? This is what happened in the past. It's just going to happen again. That's a lie, sister. You have to repent for that. You have to repent against you and you alone have I sinned. Search my heart, O Lord, and let me know, be, let me know if there be any way that's offensive in me and, and clean it up. Refine me. Fix that up. I want to repent. I want to think like you think, God. And so if you say I can do it, if you say that you'll give me the resources to do it, if you're telling me that this is the best for my life and that you're going to keep me safe and that all will go well, then I'm going to do that, period. I've repented from the lie that says X, and instead I'm believing your truth that says this. Make sense? And then the last one is the renewed mind. And I truly believe that when we're looking to dream bigger, that this R, this third R in the three R's of reconciliation, the renewed mind is the reception of the bigger dream. You have to put time aside to sit with the Lord and dream big and let him renew your mind as he brings the vision to you, as he brings the promise to you and you see it in its fullness. That is, that is part of your responsibility as a co-laborer in the earth with God. And that's how he sees you. He wants to bring the kingdom with you and through you, not in spite of you. In fact, the way he's designed it, he cannot bring it in spite of you. It's why we have a prince of the air that dominates. It's why even though Jesus won the dominion back, we still struggle with the enemy in the earth because we keep on giving him back authority. So we've got to make a decision that we're going to take grab a hold of that renewed mind of the vision that he's given us and dream big and write it all down. I say, number one, take note and document as much as you can. Write it down. Number two, undergird what he's shown you and what he's told you with scripture. You've got to find scripture that undergirds it, okay? Because in the dark places and in the hard places, it being anchored into the truth of God is what's going to keep you believing and keep you moving forward. Third, declare. Declare every way you can. Declare it in the morning as morning declarations. When you get into conversations with people, find ways to share with your good, safe, God-believing, God-fearing people the, the vision, okay, and the dream. And then number four, take action in the direction of that dream. You've got to be taking action and direction of the dream because faith without works is dead. So the three R's again are recognize the responsibility that you have in dreaming big, 
Repent for any lies and fear that you've been holding on to that have been keeping you from dreaming big. And number three, you want to embrace the renewed mind that God is bringing you as he gives you that bigger dream. That means that you got to take some time to dream with God. And then there's four little subparts in there. Take note and document what he's showing you. Number one. Number two, undergird each thing with scripture into truth so that you will have a steadfastness when it gets hard. Number three, declare what he has shown you and what he has said everywhere you can in faith. And number four, take action in the direction of your dream. That's good, right? And it is. this was a quick episode. And so I just really wanted to give you a shot of adrenaline, a shot of inspiration, and I wanted to get you going in Dreaming Big again. But here's the thing. I wanted you to know, I have this women's ministry. It's called Revive Women. I founded it almost 12 years ago. And this Revive Women's ministry, it's a community that's filled with women who are big dreamers. We're all big dreamers in there. We are all audacious faith girls, okay? And in this community, you are encouraged, equipped, and empowered to dream big as you are reminded regularly of the truth of God and your handed tools that you need to step out and dream like that with God. Does that sound like something that you need? Do you need to be a part of this community? I really hope that you will consider it. And if you want to, it's as simple as coming and following us on our social media platforms. So you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash revive woman. And you can find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash revive woman. So come and join us on those platforms. And I can tell you, you will not be sorry. You will be so encouraged, empowered and equipped to go out and dream big with God. Are you ready? All right, cool. So until next time, I pray you really have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.